Welcome back to the Scouting the Cities podcast. It's been a while, but we're back with a banger, a heater. We got Mark Dowdle, um, marathon runner, runner, runner. I'm just going to call him a runner. He runs a lot. Um, he's doing this calendar club right now, which is running at the day on the calendar that amount of miles. So, uh, you know, September 1st, one mile. September 31st, 31 miles. Are there 31 days in September? There's 30 days in September. Thank you, Casey. I don't know that one. So anyway, he runs 30 days September 30th. Um, September 31st doesn't exist. So Mark Dowdle, special guy. Like I say about every guest, super passionate about what we're talking about today, which is awesome. I, I told him afterward, you know, when I talk to these people on this podcast, it just gets me buzzing, you know. They're they're so excited about what they're doing, and you know they're not oftentimes getting the the time to talk about it. And now they do, and they're ready to talk, and are super excited about it. And that's what makes me excited talking to them, and excited to share with you. So here it is, scouting the cities. Enjoy, Mark Dowdle. Welcome into the studio, scouting the cities podcast. Um, you're big time runner, I guess is what <laughs> I would define you as. I don't know. Um. <laughs> What I guess you're doing this huge calendar club challenge. You you've done a bunch of, you know, long runs, you know, marathons every, you know, five times a month. I guess how would you describe what you're doing to other people? Like yeah. just broadly. Yeah. So the actual challenge that I'm doing right now is called Calendar Club. Mm-hmm. Um and I've deemed it Calendar Club three sixty five because traditionally and I've done this myself back in April of twenty twenty where you run the number of miles equal to the day. So today on September 18th, I'll be running 18 miles. I ran 17 yesterday, I'll run 19 tomorrow, do it every single day of the month. Um, Now, if you're a runner or you've kind of delved into ultra running and challenges like that, that's not an uncommon thing for people to do a month. Um, Where I'm different in the fact is I'm doing it every single month for a year. Um, so every month I reset at one mile and I go up to the end of the month. Um, and at the end of it, it'll be close to 6,000 total miles. Yeah. Yeah, Like 5,700 miles, right? Yeah. 57, uh, yeah. 5,700 miles. And then I've done a number of different challenges along the way, which, uh, my goal is to get above 6,000. Yeah. 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 So do you think, um, I guess where, where did this idea like come from? Is it, did it, you know, from other runners doing it just for a month and you're like, I'm going to top all that. They're like <laughs> what, what was the inspiration? Yeah. The inspiration. Um, I think a little bit of like that. I've, I've always had, you know, I played, like we were talking about, I played two sports here and I have that competitive edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and in running, it isn't very much like that. It's a very solo endeavor. Um, and when I did it the first time in April of 2020, I, Got to the end of the month, and of course, friends being friends, they were like, oh, you did it on a 30-day month instead of a 31-day month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, like I should do a 31-day month. What would that look like? Or could I do two months? Could I, do, could I keep this going? Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was relatively new to running, and I didn't really have the capacity or bandwidth or support around me to to ensure that I could actually do that. 
because then you're projecting out full your Christmas, you yeah, know, yeah. all these different holidays, weddings, all these different events. Sorry, mom. I yeah. gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I go, gotta run go run 25 miles. <laughs> um, so I think in the back of my mind, three years later, I was like, oh, some things were opening up on my calendar and I thought it was the right time to step into this new sort of endeavor. Yeah. yeah. So you graduated from St. Thomas in 2019, you said, right? Yes. And you, you played football, and then were you... I was a lacrosse player lacrosse. as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then coming from those sports, I'm guessing you weren't running crazy amount of miles uh, as an athlete. So how did you then transition, you graduate? Did you just start getting into ultra running and stuff like that, or just how did that come about? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, a little bit. Um, I remember coming back from a lacrosse tournament type weekend where we lost two out of our three games of teams we shouldn't have lost to. And I remember getting sent this podcast for my older brother of the Joe Rogan, David Goggins podcast. Yeah, of course. And I think that just sparked my like, Oh my gosh, there's people that do these types of um, challenges and runs hundred miles across multiple days. And this was in the spring of my senior year. Um, And so when, the the playing days kind of came to a close. I had continued running through the spring and into the summer after I graduated. And I just, I recall, and to this day, this is really what stems and roots me with running is this uh, freedom and release of negative energy. Um, I was a very aggressive player on the field and I didn't have the best skills to handle the emotions that I had as a 18, 19, 20 year old male. And um, so I would just bottle up the emotion and let it go on Saturday, bottle it back up. And when I started running, I noticed a release in that, um, just that, that aggression or tensity. And I enjoyed it. Like it, mm-hmm. it, I felt free for the first time. And like I said, I'm very competitive. And so once I, signed up for a marathon and I completed a marathon. I was like, what else can I do? How far can I take this type of deal? Yeah. So yeah. I guess that was like the year 2019, 2020 kind of yeah. time. Yes. So like how many marathons did you get into like in those first years? And then I guess now you're running Almost five like, a month or whatever, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, I've done two official marathons. Mm-hmm. The first was in 2019. I signed up for Twin Cities Marathon and immediately after that, I just started looking into 30 mile races, 50 mile races, trying, you know, can I, there's this challenge called the Goggins four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I'm doing all these different things and just, um, you know, wet my palate and, um, yeah, I kind of turned my back on the marathon after the first yeah. one and just said, all right. I know I can do that. Can I do 100 miles or can I do 150 miles? So was that first ma- marathon even like challenging for you? Oh I my guess? God. It was to this day, the most painful experience really? in my life. Yeah. yeah. It was, oh my God, it was so painful. Cause I went in under trained, um, going into, it, I probably had run at most 15 miles, like mm-hmm. my peak amount of miles. And yeah, I just, I just destroyed myself. Um, but I was like, holy cow, like, I didn't really train for this and I feel this amount of pain, but this amount of pain brought this amount of accomplishment, um, and satisfaction. And, um, it was, you know, I, I, I kind of fell in love with that, that feeling. Does that pain kind of almost elevate the sense of accomplishment that you feel in, in 
these things? Yeah, I. it's funny. I was listening to a podcast today, the Rich Roll podcast, where they were talking about happiness and how satisfaction is one of those macronutrients to a happy life. Not the feeling of happiness, but the overall joy you get. And in order to find satisfaction, um, you have to struggle for it. Um, you know, one of the examples the professor used on the podcast was, he's like, my students, I tell them about this all the time. You can cheat on my tests, but you won't get the satisfaction of actually getting the A if all you did was cheat on the test. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you work hard for things, you get this incredible amount of satisfaction. And that's what I think is really special about the running that I do. And what I've loved about it is in order to get that satisfaction, you're going to have to go through hurt. Yeah. 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 So you're doing this, you know, calendar club, right? So that pain on those, you know, once you've reached, well, I mean, I'm sure when does that pain start to kick in? When is it like getting a little harder? Is it, you know, now what, five months in, five months in, is it even hard anymore on the 25th, 26th, 30th day. <laughs> I, w- I wish this were not true, but it has started to become rhythmic. Like it's, yeah. it's not easy, but I know I can get it done. I don't know what the winter months look like. Um, and so for some of those reasons, I've switched the ultimate goal. Yes. My ultimate goal is to complete this challenge all 6,000 miles. But what really turned a corner for me a few years ago um, in running was I would notice that all the challenges I were doing were really self like focused on what I was accomplishing and I wasn't getting that satisfaction of like really impacting people around me um, and you know my my shift and focus for this challenge has been like who else can I get to set their personal best their PR as, as you call it Um, and so my goal on top of doing calendar club is to help a thousand people until the end of this challenge to set their new distance PR. And that to me has been so incredible because I know what the pain feels like. I know what it looks like. And, and, you know, I can do, you know, and at the end of July, we did a run where we ran for three days straight from Duluth to St. Paul. There was pain involved in that, but trying to find pain in this challenge, I don't think is necessarily what I'm called to do. Um, but I can help other people through their pain. And I think that's another aspect of I've learned so much from running and so much from the pain of running. And I know running is a big pain point for people. And if I can help them kind of lower that level uh, and, and walk them through some of those conversations that you'll have when you're going through those dark times, um, that's what I'm really getting fired up about right now. Yeah, you had what eight people last month, or is it eight this pe- month? Eight people yeah. this month. Uh-huh. Yes, that's yeah. yeah. That's also like, are people reaching out to you? How is that coming about? A little bit of both. I will throw it out on my social media. I'm talking about it as much as I possibly can yeah. <laughs> today, um, and people will just comment on a post or message me directly, say, "Hey, I want a PR. When can I sign up?" Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. Out of the the people you've had so far, what has that experience been like? Um, I, I think you've you've had some people who are athletes who have yeah. like lower lower mile PRs, and then some people who are you know a little bit higher, right? Yeah. So like, what has that experience been like? Just being with different types of runners, like how does it affect 
your um your pace i guess as you as you go through the day yeah yeah i mean my pace in in generally speaking is slow yeah like in order to go far you got to be able to make sure you can get there and not burn out and so my motto is like 10 minute mile pace a lot of times i'm doing 12 minute mile pace um you know i said i ran with an old teammate of mine on friday and what was really cool was watching some of the preconceived notions about someone entering a space to run with me because before someone starts that run with me, they think I can't run with this guy. He's done all of these challenges. He's built up all these miles. There's no way that I'm going to be able to run with him. And what was, was cool to me to see was it's like, I'm here for you. We're running at your pace. We're going to help you accomplish this goal. Um, we walked for the last four miles Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will shame themselves or they'll feel less accomplished in their goal because they didn't run the whole thing or sprint the whole thing or feel completely gassed at the end of it. Um, and so for me, it, it really is showing that there are so many different types of runners and whether you're someone, cause my goal is to get people to move, get people to either go from the couch to their first mile go from a 5k to a 10k, go from a half marathon to a full marathon, um, have someone run the entire month of calendar club with me. Mm -hmm. To me, it doesn't really matter where you're at on that journey because that person going from one to two miles, that's as impactful to them as it is for, uh, someone going from a full marathon to 31 miles. It's, it's equal to the individual. And so for me, I love being a part of that journey for them because um, I think people just, you know, I need it myself. And so I like to be an advocate for people. We just need support. And when we're going through something really challenging, um, the the only thing that I know how to do in situations like that is just, can I be there for them and help them through that painful experience? I'm sure you see a lot of like self-realization at the end of the runs, like, oh man, I can actually do this stuff. Yes. Yes, and people go, oh my God, I just ran 15 miles. I've never done that before. I can't wait to see when the next time I'm going to yeah. run and go beyond that. Yeah, now I can do 16, exactly. 17, right? And so it's yeah. just like constant push to to get better. Yeah. So with this calendar club, you, you're posting a ton, yeah. right? Like you, you're, you're very on top of the schedule and everything. How do you, I mean, this... The, the running's got to be a, a big part of your schedule, right? Yeah. Taking care of your body, working on top of it. How are you able to maintain also getting these videos out and, um, and then writing long messages with them as well? Yeah. It takes a lot. Um, the videos, I've been able to at least get a format together. Um, I am not in any way like a content creator. Um, even though my sister will say, Oh, you're content. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, people, but you're an um, influencer. I'm an influencer. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's when I've, I've had some help from actual creators that just give me tips on how to formulate a consistent template that I can mm-hmm. wash, rinse, repeat. Um, so that stuff has started to come together and become a more seamless process. Uh, the long message is I have so much time on these runs, man, um, to think. And I do put a lot of pressure on myself to 
have a thoughtful message, um, which only makes me dig even deep in even deeper. Um, but you know, there'll be sometimes while I'm on a run, I'm like crafting something up mm-hmm. so that I can get it ready to post post run. Yeah, of course. Um, just trying to utilize the time that I have. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so well, I guess what, what does a normal day look like for you? <laughs> like it's gotta be, is it, do you kind of have some sense of, you know, the same thing every day or consistency? Is it, yeah, consistency. Yeah. I, uh, yes and no. Um, I start my days at Yoakum Strength, which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. um, friend of the podcast, friend of the yes. podcast, uh, yeah. friend of the show. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I usually start, you know, I start four days there. So my mornings start with Yoakum and then I get into my day to day job. Um, and luckily I've been able to work at home and when I'm not, I'm out visiting stores and, and doing store checks, but generally the theme is like lift in the morning, work, get some food in me. And then I'm out the door by three thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I try and split up the runs as best I can, but it's just fitting it in where I can. Yeah. How are you maintaining your like body throughout all this? Like, like, are you stretching every morning? Like you, you're saying you're going and weightlifting as well. Yeah. Um, how do you stay like healthy? I, I think the weightlifting is the way that I maintain my body. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that before, um, I lifted in college and then when I was done with sports, I stopped lifting altogether and I just, boosted the miles and I noticed my body break down, um, and just become fragile and weak. And, um, I made a shift in how I trained about a year and a half back where I started to take back the miles and incorporate Yoakum's lifts Mm -hmm. and just found tremendous growth in there. So, you know, I'm not stretching during the day. I'm not doing any of these like yoga I'm lifting in the morning and then my body's in constant motion. So I'm not really sitting a whole lot uh, during the day if I if I can help it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. sitting at a computer. No. Curled and back. when I do, I'm making sure to get up and move throughout that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like a normal uh, influencer. Content no, creator. no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that that's what separates you. Yeah. Um. So, like you mentioned with the with having people on your runs, yeah. um, you've done a, a lot of stuff kind of like that for bigger communities. Yeah. Um, like I, I noticed this, uh, you raised over $50,000 for love like Lori. Yes. Um, can you walk through that story? Cause, uh, you know, look a family friend of yours and, and, um, raising that money and you've, you've done that, uh, that run, what a few years now, yeah, right? Three, three times. Yeah. 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 That started. So it was, it was a shift after I did calendar club that one month in April, and I had this realization that I wanted to use running as more of a way to connect me with other people, opposed to just finding ways to separate myself from other people. Um, and Blake, he is a friend of mine still, and uh, he was a former teammate, so he was on the football team. And his mom was pass on her way out, passing from pancreatic cancer. And they had a um, not an official 501c3 set up but they had this thing called love like Lori, and it was a way to help support the family and um knowing that john the father wanted to kind of get something off the ground eventually to help give back to other families in need um particularly with pancreatic cancer um i just saw as an opportunity to say hey um why don't we do this big run um 
and we can raise money and let's get something off the ground and start this 501c3. And um, they loved the idea. And Lori, she was still with us at the time. She said, I love it, but every dollar that is donated will go to families outside of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first year we did it was Duluth back here to St. Thomas, raised $10,000, and we got the 501c3 started. Um, the second year was Fargo to Stillwater. We raised $22,000. And then uh, a year ago this week, we went uh, from Springfield, Illinois, through Cameron, Illinois, where Lori was born and raised, and then finished off here in St. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And that was over four days. Is that right? Or The most recent run was over nine days. Nine so days. 500 oh, wow. miles in nine days. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what was the process of that like? I mean, you're going through these these random towns, I assume, <laughs> right? Like, what was that like? Incredible. Yeah. I mean, you meet the nicest people when you're out in the middle of nowhere doing something like that. Um, we had we had met someone who donated $1,000 to us and brought us food because John and my father were out trying to get us food and they needed to park the trailer somewhere. So they went in and asked the bakery if um, we could park the tra- uh, the camper in their mm-hmm. lot. And um, some people overheard and they got some cash together. And just like a wild instance that came together um, and ended up helping a family that really needed it. Um, and, you know, I ran 500 miles, but Blake ran over 240 miles. And he's not a runner. Yeah, yeah. His dad, John, ran over 100 miles. We had people running well over 40 miles above their their personal best. And so it was really cool to see, like, it was a whole team effort. Um, my girlfriend, Lucy, was out there, and she was whipping up meals for us mm-hmm. and just being a caretaker that she is. Um, and, you know, there's, there's so many people that were involved that it really felt for the first time when we started doing these love like lorries, I was like, holy cow, this is what it feels like to be on a team again. Like, mm-hmm. this is what it felt like to be um, a part of something greater than than just ourselves. So over that those nine days, are you running entirely during the day, sleeping at night wherever yeah. you end up kind yeah. of thing? That's exactly it. Yeah. It's about 50 to 55 miles yeah. a day. What was the best meal you had? On <laughs> best the- <laughs> meal? Um, every meal was yeah, the best course, meal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with that answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, then, so you've done this, and then you've done this, um, like you said, the, for the first year, the Duluth to St. Paul. Yes. Um, and then you've continued doing the Duluth to St. Paul as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I originally had it thought out where in the back of my mind, I wanted to see what it would be like to just push a baby stroller full of gear. <laughs> and sleep on the ground wherever I found a spot. And the year after, as a training run for the second Love Like Lori, I grabbed a friend of mine, um, his name's Kellen, and we did we did uh, that run over the course of three days and just slept in campgrounds. We slept yeah. on a golf course one night um, and then did it again this year. And yeah, it's, kind of, it's starting to become an annual thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah. What... I guess through while running through these places and ending up, I'm sure you come up with you end up with some good stories. Oh yeah, any anything that sticks out to you? I mean, the golf course. I mean, that was 
You were supposed to be on the golf course, right? I mean, yes, <laughs> we were supposed to be there and we woke up to the groundskeeper mowing the green and I have a photo that I can send you that's just Kellen's got the blanket, his hammock is laid up. I mean, we just look, you know, like absolutely like we're not supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, not fitting the country club vibe. No, no, like um, some Caddyshack. Yeah, some Caddyshack. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we wake up the next morning or that morning we went to grab breakfast and the police officers in the restaurant were like, you guys are the guys we saw running down the road last <laughs> night. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So it just sparks conversation. Course, yeah. And yeah. I mean, there's so many stories I'm like sure you that. You just meet some interesting people yeah. on these. Like, They're curious. Towns. You know, yeah. you have a stroller and it's just covered and littered with supplies and people are like, what is going on here? Yeah, um, yeah. But that's cool. You get the best of people, mm-hmm. I think, in those situations. Yeah. And so um, throughout, I guess, your run, like your promotion on social media and everything, you've yeah. started to get some like sponsors and, and everything. How has that like happened for you? Uh, it really hasn't happened for me. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Sponsors is such a it's been hard. That's been hard for me to acquire um, the the I guess sponsors that I'm working with right now is uh, Embrace North, which is a cold tub sauna business here in the Twin Cities that's reopening in October. And the owner of that is Kellen. Yeah. So pretty easy guy to mm-hmm. yeah, 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 <laughs> get involved yeah. there. And then there's a protein company called Seek that one of my old co-workers of three years, he moved companies and I just talked to him like, hey, can you Give me help in. me out, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. drink your stuff. And I think other people would like it too, but it's, that's, you know, a starting point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like I said, I'm not like a, I, it's may seem like an influencer, but yeah, yeah. I'm really a runner trying to share a message. And so all the content creation and, and like sponsorship and brand stuff is so foreign to me. And, um, as much as I see it as a, a kind of need to help some of these bigger projects get some funding behind them. It's the part of running that I just don't like, you know, it's yeah. like, I like being there, being the athlete, being the runner and helping people set their, like, I like being there in the moment. Um, and so all that other stuff takes me out of the actual job itself. Mm-hmm. Have there been times where you you're doing this running every day where it started to get a little stale at all, or is it just, this is what you love to do. Uh, there, are, I mean, just like anything. Yeah. I mean, it, there are moments where I'm like, this is, uh, this is, I've just decided to do this and here I am. And there are low moments. And I mean, after this, I still have 18 miles to yeah. run. And it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like what this is hard? Yeah, yeah. This is not <laughs> fun. This is not the motivational video you see on YouTube that has insp- inspirational music behind it. Um, but I think anything hard is is worth doing. And um, if I wasn't doing this, I think to myself, I was like, what else would I be doing? And I found a, a love for doing it, even in the moments that suck, even in the moments where it's midnight and I'm missing out on sleep and I'm just getting the miles finished for the day. Like, even in those moments, I'm just like, I'm so grateful that I'm choosing this where I have no idea where it'll lead me, but... Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it'll lead to a, a greater place. Yeah. And then you have the beer mile at the start of the Oh, right? yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love the beer, yeah, the mile. beer mile. Yeah. And you get some people out for it too, right? Yeah. It's got to be a good time. Yes. Right? People love it. You yeah. know, it's it's making running fun at the end yeah. of the day. In the winter, we do this thing we call run and plunge, 
where you run three miles to mm-hmm. a open spot in the frozen lake, <laughs> you jump in, and then you run a mile back to a sauna. Oh. Man, but we trick like people are like they're they're not even worried about the run anymore. Yeah. They're like, how is this cold water gonna feel? Yeah, so, and then it's like, get me back to yes. the sauna right now. Yes, <laughs> I'm booking survival mode yes. all yeah. across the board. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I'm sure that's that's crazy. That yeah. is nuts. So, um, and then I noticed you have this like uh. The, you have like an affiliation with the date night podcast. I want to ask about that. What What is the story? Because I St. Thomas students started it, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Declan and Andrew, uh, former Tommy football players, um, they started a podcast in college called the Back Pocket Podcast. And since then, it's become a production company. And they've started a number of different podcasts under that umbrella. And th- we're going on our fifth season. We're in the middle of it right now at yeah. Gray's. And yeah, they started it. Um, it's the, the format is someone will come on, they'll go on three blind dates and they'll have 10 minutes to date them in front of a live audience of 200 people. Mm-hmm. And then they pick someone to go on a second date with. Yeah. Um, I got involved with it because Andrew and Declan are friends of mine. And I was going to the shows every week anyway, and I saw that Andrew um, could use a little help. So I stepped in and just, I, you know, passed me more roles and yeah, yeah. just kind of led into, yeah, I'm, I'm helping out on stage now. That's really interesting. So, yeah, it's a, it's a unique gig. experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess you mentioned this a little bit earlier. How are you, what are your like plans for when, when it becomes wintertime for the calendar club? Like, it's probably going to get a little bit harder, I, I would assume, on your body. <laughs> yeah, and thanks just, for that. In general, yeah, it's going to suck. <laughs> You're not going to be able to do it. You're a loser. No. So, yeah, what what is, like, have you thought about it, really? Um, I've thought about it only in, I, I, I yes, I've thought about it when people ask me about it. <laughs> um, and that's not any shame on uh, the question because it is a real question. And, um. I imagine it's going to be more difficult, but like we just talked about, it's like, I imagine I'm going to get so much more out of it because of that experience. And something that I learned last winter, particularly through the run and plunges um, and spending time at Embrace North is really, truly when you embrace the elements and you flip your mindset to I'm going to find a way to have fun this winter and be outside and not have it impact my mental health. Cause I know it does every yeah. year. If I can find a way to be in it and love it and be prepared for it. Um, you know, then I'll walk away with an incredible sp- experience, which I did last winter. So I'm only going to double down on that even more. Um, and the, the, the snow beards, the ice beards, course, those are literally the only thing yeah, that yeah. I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah. You get the snow, you look, you know, like your bear grills <laughs> yeah. doing like what, you know, force gum calls. I get those a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah of course. Yep. Um, I guess more specifically like gear wise, mm. so it'll have to change for the, the winter, yeah. like what you're wearing and then like shoes. Do you go through quite a few shoes? Yeah. Like, about you know, one a month. One a month, really? Yeah. And are you rocking with Hoka's always? I'm rocking with Hoka's because I'm not terribly particular about the shoe I wear. I was that way in, in college with the cleats. I just found one that I liked and it worked, and I have bought the same yeah like same pair, same model 
for the last three years. Do you change up the color at all? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. 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 This, is, the... this is the color I'm working right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but solid. yeah, gear gear will, you know, I will might have a few shirtless days just to really rub the winter. Um, but yeah, I mean, sweatshirt. I'll be prepared out yeah. there, but yeah. I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah. Do you have future plans for more, um, you know, uh, you know, long runs or just to get uh, bigger groups of people out running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to do a transcon run um, running across the United States. Yeah. Um, my With the calendar club, I would love to be able to take it to another city. Like my ultimate goal with calendar club, as I see it right now, is it would be awesome if there was a person signed up to PR with me every single day of the month. Mm-hmm. Whether it's their one, first mile, second mile, third mile, all the way up, whether it's one person that day or a group that day and um, have just a ton of different prizes for people along the way. Because one of the things that is slightly bothersome to me with running is when you're signing up for the marathon, it's like 180 bucks. Yeah. And you go through 16 weeks of training and you take out all this time, effort, energy, and money. And yeah, you get like a free beer at the end and you can tell people you ran a marathon, but, um, I kind of want to flip that script. Like I want someone to come in and have an opportunity to win a free pair of shoes or get some free product from some of these companies. Um, or even get like, do a raffle where they win uh, 50, 50 on some money, like really give people an opportunity to be rewarded for their success. Um, and not just constantly take, take, take from people. Um, and I think, you know, it would be sweet to be in Dublin, Ireland. Like yeah, that'd right? be sweet to go to Ireland and be like beer mile yeah, on the first. Yeah. That'd be the best. <laughs> Give me some Guinness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think just taking it to different cities and, yeah. and get as many people involved as possible. Just growing. Right. Yeah. 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 So what do you hope people take from your experiences that you're putting out on social media, these messages, these everything, whether it's running or, you know, whatever people are doing on a, on a day to day basis, you're kind of just like saying, I love to run. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. What do you hope people get from what you're putting out? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, my hope is that people feel not just inspired, but inspired to, to take action and move. Um, you know, I know what it feels like to, to like when I first started, I started with a marathon and now I'm running five in a week, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not expecting anybody to, to go through that. Um, but I think when people can see that running one mile, if that is their like hardest thing, that is so worth doing when you remove the comparison to what I'm doing or what your friends are doing or what to other people around you are posting on social media. And I think you should be encouraged and um, uh, there should be an element of like fear going into mm-hmm. that. You know, when people, people will say like, I'm training for a marathon or like, I want to run a marathon. I'm like, do you think you could run a marathon tomorrow if you had to? Like absolutely had to, do you think you could? And they're like, yeah, probably. I'm like, then you shouldn't be training. You should be, try a 50 miler. Like do something that actually scares you that you're gonna have to put time and intention into. Um, And and I I think that's my message is like, I want people to move and I wanna help them move from one place to another. And the best way that I can do that 
is to talk about the things that I'm doing. Um, the, the last thing I'll say on that is, you know, I want to be a father one day. And this is what Kellen and I talk about on our longer runs. It's like one day my son or daughter are going to come up to me at some point in their life. And they're going to, they're going to say, Hey dad, I'm having an issue right now. Um, I feel like I'm failing in this, in this regard, or this obstacle is making me feel really poor about myself. And if they ask me for advice, then I will be able to pull on experiences where I've put myself intentionally in a space to handle those things. Um, and I can lead by example. Yeah. Sort yeah. of go back, like, you know, have these experiences. That's yeah. really what it is, you know, for sure. Like have these experiences where it, things suck, you know, yeah. or like this, this was really hard. Yeah. And then, you know, put it out and, and be able to look back on those. Right. hundred percent. We're young right now. Dude. Huh? Yeah. Dude, we're young. Dude. Let's we can do whatever we want. It. Yeah. Um, so totally, you know, switching the topic. Final question I ask you, what is your favorite movie of all time? Ooh, favorite movie of all time. That's a hard question. Um, the, this is probably not my favorite movie, but this trilogy has been on my mind and it's, it's going to make me look soft, but I don't care. It's the before trilogies. Do you know before, no, I don't. before sunrise, before midnight, uh, before sunset and before midnight, it is never heard of them very heavily in dialogue. It has Ethan Hawke as the lead mm -hmm. and uh, it's a love story. And it's sweet and dramatic. It's a little, it's a little dramatic, but it's it's, it's like, not like the Notebook dramatic. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. just like it's these two people, strangers that meet on a train, and then they decide to spend a night together and like learn about each yeah. other, and then it follows their story throughout the three, throughout the three, because then wow. they like go their separate ways, and they were and supposed they to meet out. back, yeah. and and he showed up and she didn't, so he wrote a book. Yeah. And, it's, it sounds interesting. It is. It is. But it's very heavy in dialogue and it's yeah. a little on the older side. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. You and check maybe it out. Some, some other people will too. <laughs> you guys out um, there. <laughs> I, actually, one more question. Okay. What, do you listen to music on your runs? No. No. None no. at all? No. I spent the first three years of running like hard and fast, not listening to anything. Um, it was a good check in for me to learn more about myself, reflect good times, bad times, or just let my mind go completely blank because we don't really get a whole lot of that during our days. Um, since then, don't test me on it, but I have started to learn Spanish. I'm trying to learn a language. Yeah. Um, cause I've just so much time last month. I spent almost 90 hours of running in the month of august mm -hmm. so it's like that's a lot of time to yeah. be able to learn a new language or um or stuff like that so so why not yeah why know? not all right well mark it's been awesome having you dude go out and run man go out and run you can and run right hey what let me ask you a question uh-huh what's your pr my pr <laughs> is one mile all right exactly. we'll come run two I'll miles hey, maybe i will honestly i'll have to sign up right yeah. so people can sign up on uh in in your link Yes, link it's a your, link yeah. in my bio, yeah. or I just recently created a website, mark-dowdle.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it'll be a landing page for that. But thank you for having me on. I had a ton of, of fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it.